Rosenbach Podcast. I'm Alex Ames, and this is Season 1, Books and Bitters, Adventures in Book Collecting, in which we explore the stories behind fascinating objects in the Rosenbach's collection and engage in critical conversations about the place of rare books, libraries, and museums in modern-day life. Today, we're taking a trip to Windsor Castle, just outside London, where Dr. A.S.W. Rosenbach, one of the founders of our museum and library, received a gift from the collection of the British monarch, King George V, nearly 100 years ago. receive, at least some of the time, and at least if you're Dr. Abraham Simon Wolf Rosenbach, arguably the greatest book dealer in the history of the Western world, who was a man known for his considerable gallantry, charm, and persuasive abilities. Have you ever visited a museum or rare book library, looked at a work on display, and thought to yourself, gosh, I wish I had one of those? Many museum-goers have had this experience. I know I have. But imagine if you actually asked the authorities in charge if you could have the object in question, you know, as a gift. This, or something similar, is apparently what happened when Dr. Rosenbach visited the Royal Library at Windsor Castle in 1924. The Royal Library is part of Royal Collection Trust, which looks after the Royal Collection, one of the most important art collections in the world, and manages the public opening of the official residences of Her Majesty the Queen. Comprising almost all aspects of fine and decorative arts, and running to more than a million objects, the Royal Collection is a unique and valuable record of the personal tastes of kings and queens over the past 500 years. Windsor Castle is the largest and oldest inhabited castle in the world. It's an iconic structure, which in many ways has become emblematic of the House of Windsor. The current Royal Library was established in 1836 by King William IV. In his memoir titled Books and Bitters, Dr. Rosenbach recalls his trip to the Royal Library when he acquired a little volume that still resides in the Rosenbach's library collection today. I'll read you the entire description. Quote, when I visited England two or three years ago, I was invited to Windsor Castle to see the beautiful library belonging to King George. 
The librarian, the Honorable John Fortescue, the authority on the history of the English army, showed me many magnificent volumes and manuscripts. Among them was that glorious rarity known to the initiated as the 1457 Psalter, printed on vellum by Fust and Schoeffer. There are in the Royal Library many works of great historical importance, and I listened with delight to his fascinating stories relating to them. Often during the afternoon I stood before the windows of the library to look out upon the vista of green lawns, the winding Thames, and Eton College a few miles in the distance. I thought of Thomas Gray, and others who had known so intimately the country about me, of famous men whose names were connected with famous books, and a sudden desire came over me, a desire to see and pay homage to the most beautiful book in the world. By the time I was ready to leave the castle, I had decided to motor over to Eton. Once at Eton, a prestigious school located near Windsor Castle, Dr. Rosenbeck saw the institution's copy of the Gutenberg Bible. So, what happened during Rosenbach's stop at the Royal Library that led to the acquisition of the book that survives in the Rosenbach's collection today? It seems that the answer has to do with Dr. Rosenbach's interest and expertise in Judaica, or books, manuscripts, and artifacts that document the history of the Jewish experience. Knowing Dr. Rosenbach's interest in Jewish material, the staff at the library showed Dr. Rosenbach a copy of a book called Early Efforts, a volume of poems by the Mrs. Moss of the Hebrew Nation, aged 18 and 16. It's easy to see why Dr. Rosenbach was so taken with the object. One of his major interests was rare books with illustrious provenance, by which I mean books that had previously been owned by important or interesting people, or had had notable histories as material artifacts. The little book he held in his hand at the Royal Library had a fascinating connection to Great Britain's Jewish history. The Mrs. Moss referred to in the title were Celia Moss Levitus, who lived from 1819 to 1873, and her sister, Marion Moss, who lived from 1821 to 1907. Born into a large Jewish family in Portsmouth, England, the sisters grew up in a household that valued education. When young, the sisters composed poetry, publishing early efforts in 1839, just several years after Queen Victoria ascended the throne. They went on to author The Romance of Jewish History in 1840 and Tales of Jewish History in 1843, both of which were attempts to present Jewish culture in a favorable light to a suspicious Victorian English society. The sisters moved to London in 1840, where they taught and eventually opened a school for Jewish children. The sisters are incredibly important early figures in Jewish education, activism, and literary life in modern Britain, and the little book that captured Dr. Rosenbach's attention is a fitting monument to the sisters' work. This specially bound volume was not an ordinary copy of the book. Rather, it seems to have been presented to Queen Victoria by the sisters and was dressed up appropriately before its royal debut. The actual text block itself is indeed just a copy of the volume as it would have been commercially available in Britain at the time. The book's binding, however, is a work of art in its own right. The binding includes the arms of the British sovereign embroidered in gold and silver thread on velvet. 
An embroidered dedication on the back cover of the book reads, quote, The Jewish Maiden's Tribute. The book includes beautiful yellow moire silk and papers. And the edges of the text block have been generously gilt. It's a lavish treatment for so small a book. The volume may live in Philadelphia today, but it evokes the regal splendor of Victorian England from cover to cover. In an example of how memory can be deceptive, and how tricky it can be to unlock the truth from historical source materials, the precise story of how Dr. Rosenbach acquired this book is a little foggy. On the back of the first end paper in the volume itself, Dr. Rosenbach wrote the words, quote, given to me at Windsor Castle by King George V, A-S-W-R, that is, ending with Dr. Rosenbach's initials. That's the memory Dr. Rosenbach recorded in the book itself, but handwritten letters in the Rosenbach archive suggest a different process by which the book entered Dr. Rosenbach's hands. In a letter written on Windsor Castle stationery and dated April 18, 1924, F. W. Barry, who worked with the Honorable John Fortescue in the Royal Library, strongly suggests that the book was not a gift presented by King George himself, as Dr. Rosenbach initially suggests in his inscription. Rather, it seems Dr. Rosenbach may have asked the royal librarian if he could have the book, or he at least strongly hinted at his interest in the volume. The letter reads, and I quote, I asked if you might have the little embroidered book. Yes, certainly with his compliments. It seems that the his in question is the Honorable John Fortescue, not the king. Dr. Rosenbach's inscription is not technically wrong or deliberately deceptive. Fortescue was acting on the king's behalf when making the presentation. We can imagine that Dr. Rosenbach must have expressed some interest in acquiring the books, perhaps even gently asking if he might have it as a souvenir of sorts, which led to its being presented to him as a gift. I don't know about you, but I admire Dr. Rosenbach's pluck if he did indeed decide to let it be known how much he wished to add the book to his own personal collection. Regardless of how precisely the volume became gifted to Dr. Rosenbach, today the book is a very important object in our library holdings. It lives in the West Library of the Rosenbach, alongside other books on a bookshelf devoted to Jewish history, and we frequently show it to members of the public who stop by our historic site. Visitors to the museum have the opportunity to see and even handle the volume, along with numerous other royal artifacts, on one of our tours, titled Mostly Monarchs, Royal Relics at the Rosenbach. This book is one of the relative few that we regularly handle with white gloves at the Rosenbach. Most books that feature more typical bindings don't require that kind of handling, but seeing as this little volume is embroidered with precious metals and covered in delicate velvet, we take out the white cotton gloves when using it. The book is available for anyone to see simply by making a research appointment with our librarian. If you'd like to see some photos of early efforts and the letters from staff of the Royal Library sent to Dr. Rosenbach, one of which I quoted earlier, just visit rosenbach.org podcast. I like to think that the Honorable John Fortescue, his colleague F.W. Barry, and even His Majesty King George V himself would be pleased to know that this little book 
published by talented, brave, young Anglo-Jewish authors 182 years ago, can help foster positive transatlantic understanding and a sense of shared Anglo-American heritage today. Thank you for listening to the Rosenbach Podcast. Check back soon for another peek into the Rosenbach's remarkable collection of rare books, manuscripts, art, and artifacts, and for more fascinating conversations about history, literature, and culture. On the next episode, we will follow in Dr. Rosenbach's footsteps by making a trip to the Royal Library at Windsor Castle to visit with Rachel Scott of Royal Collection Trust and learn more about the inner workings of the Royal Library today. To learn more about the Rosenbach, visit rosenbach.org. We host a variety of on-site and online events and public programs and always welcome questions from listeners about how to use our collections. The Rosenbach's community reaches all around the globe, brought together by our love for history, rare books, manuscripts, and the arts. I hope you will consider supporting the Rosenbach and this podcast by becoming a member today. It's one of the best ways to help us with projects like this. Memberships start at just $55 and give you access to everything we have to offer, online and in person. Thank you for your support. If you enjoy the introductory and concluding music featured on the podcast, which was composed and performed by Rosenbach Board of Directors member Yolanda Wisher and her band The Afro Eaters, and was recorded at WRTI 90.1 in Philadelphia for NPR Live Sessions, visit WRTI.org to learn more. Also, please consider purchasing Yolanda Wisher's new album. Just visit Rosenbach.org for information. The Rosenbach Podcast is supported by a grant from the Evelyn Toll Family Foundation. Thanks again, and I look forward to continuing our conversation on the next episode of the Rosenbach Podcast.